Happy Thursday, everyone! Thursday used to be my favorite time of the week, and I think it's now Wednesday. Today, I have some things for you today. It's about marketing and marketing in terms of there's two different types of marketing and stay tuned you'll find out the secret sauce check you inside hi so here i am today and um I have some awakening message for you and it's all about marketing, but not marketing as you know, not marketing as you were taught in school. How you were taught in school, because, you know, I did economics and I did statistics. So, yeah, I, I was really taught that marketing for like a long time. So... Yeah, I want to give you, like, I remember the other day, I was, I don't know, I, I was um online, and I wasn't feeling, like, 100%, and then I remember that I know I did study e-commerce, and I went there, and I started doing some shopping, but before I start, I actually, I did my research and I found um, items um, that was proven to be of uh, quality that I would appreciate. And even the styles, right? So I went there and I was shopping. And while I was shopping, I was thinking, oh, how am I going to look? And how am I going to feel? And then when I was done shopping, I was so happy that I got all these things. And, you know, with um, AliExpress, your orders is not going to be there for the next 20 to 30 days or sometimes even longer, you know. But I was just happy, you know, I was just happy. So, you know, they always say um, like going on a shopping therapy or sometimes people just go window shopping. So... The idea, if you think about window shopping in a literal sense, like window shopping, how can you window shop? If you're going to shop, you need to actually get an item, right? Wrong. (laughs) You don't need to because as all of us are well aware of window shopping and we've done it several times, you know, the surfing the web, looking on products. So we also do internet surfing shopping and also just going to nice places and looking at nice things it's not about the item itself it's about the emotional boost that we get from it and the mind is like this you know sometimes when you think about something you feel good so your mind kind of get tricked that it's actually enjoying this pleasure without you actually having it. So for you to experience an emotion, that's why visualization is so powerful, you know? And changing your mindset, because if you focus on something is good, even if it hasn't happened yet, then you your mind automatically sends those serotonins and all those good chemical in the brain, and you feel wonderful. Now, this is just human nature. 
And in marketing, we need to make sure that we don't leave the human out of the nature of it. Because at the end of the day, you only get money from other people. There's no other way to make money. Without people, money is useless because really money, we just, we just fix like a, a value to it. But really, money has no value. It's like we say in um, economics, it's, it's like the water diamond paradox where diamond is so much valuable, more valuable than water. But the true essence is water is actually more valuable than diamond. I'm sure if there was like a global drought and you people wanted water, I'm sure they'll be throwing their diamonds away just to get as much water as they can. Because what is needed is to more to sustain the human body. To sustaining your life is of a more powerful drive than sustaining a fantasy. So in marketing, we have to go back to these caveman instincts, inst- instincts. You know, we have gotten far away from it, like um, with technology and um, everybody living in the city. We forgot about real life. You know, we forgot about nature. We forgot about human nature. And as much as everybody seems to think, okay, I'm different, I'm different. Oh, no, I'm not the same. I'm from this country, so I'm different. But that's not true. Because at the end of the day, everyone, no matter where you're from, no matter how tall you are, no matter your culture, we all have the same human basic needs. And these are the basic needs that are very important to remember while marketing. And in our modern day way of marketing, it totally disqualifies the human needs. It is actually looking on basically the the fake, fake level of need that has been created from us being comfortable because we have moved away from um, simple way of living, like gathering our water, using woods and sticks and mud to build our house. And now we have this fantasy and we cannot imagine any other condition. We think it's inhumane to live at a very basic level. But when you think about it, like these beautiful homes that we have, it all starts from the need just to have shelter. No matter how beautiful your home is, no matter how not beautiful it is, at the end of the day, you need some shelter. So we need to remember that in marketing. And it's very powerful force. So one example of that, there's one of our forefathers of marketing. You, his name is David, Og- David Ogilvy. You should watch, you should um, get his book on um, Amazon or wherever you choose. But he's one of the first founding fathers of direct response marketing. And what they were doing around that point, they were, because we didn't have the internet around that point and not much technology, right? So basically how goods and service were sold was based off human psychology, 
right? So he was more focused on human psychology and measurement of advertisement. And basically, this is what true marketing is. The marketing that we have nowadays are the 90s millennium marketing where we forget about our nature and we, we are actually living this kind of pseudo life. But really, that's not what keeps us alive, okay? So we need to focus on that, right? Measurement is very important. As you have um, in your own studies, you realize at the end of the day, it's all mathematical, right? One dollar in... 50 cents out, that's a profit. At the end of the day, if you're not selling and receiving, you are not making a living, you're, you don't have a business. So let's all remember there's two types of market. What's happening now is called general marketing, where people are just renting like billboards, which costs a lot of money, and they're doing like, say, ads on radio and TV. And you know, they we're moving away from that slowly because uh, these places are very expensive. That's why at one point only a certain level of income persons could do that. And the rest of us was just left to trying to get a good job, trying to get a good education. Because the people who could afford to advertise on those high platform had generational wealth and now today there's a new way of building generation wealth but we need to make sure not to be distracted by internet we need to go back to our roots and then only use the power of the internet to explode what we were doing in the past so no longer focusing on general marketing it doesn't work it doesn't work. If you cannot measure it, there's no point wasting your dollars, right? So direct response marketing, as I said, just focus on human behaviors, not logos and design like nobody cares about your logo. Nobody cares about your design. All they're wondering is whatever you're offering, do I trust you? Do I like you? Does it cover a basic need that I deep down desire? Okay? And normally one of those needs are a combination. Well, not a combination, but one of the, it's either one of three things. It's either health related, wealth related, or relationship related. That's all we really focus on. That's all we really care about. If you really look on all these products, you will see that they're selling one of the other, okay? So we need to focus on these things, guys. And um, one way of doing it also, let me tell you the story. And it's not a story. It's actually a true story. Well, let me clear it up. There's a movie called, um, there's a movie called The Greatest Showman, right? And The Greatest Showman it is based off a real life situation, but the story is mostly fake because the person who the story was about was actually a millionaire in the US at the time. But they focus the story as if this man was like poor and had a family and so forth and he started a circus. But the story was based on the life of P.T. Barnum. And P.T. Barnum, he was 
at the time the society was into humbugs right and humbugs mean that they just like little jokes little tricks they like unusual stuff because regular life was just boring right and then he knew what the people liked and what they gravitated because he was focusing on human behavior and people wanted to be entertained so when he was marketing he made sure that he had his products or his service or his entertainment larger than life so people would be curious because some of these things that he was having was even not even from america he imported them from different countries i think there was a, a, a some kind of mermaid that he had in his studio and people at that time they when they heard this they were like what and that curiosity alone drive them into his business and he made a lot of money from it if you have never heard this before about P.T. Barnum, go and look him up. He's the one who started Barnum and Bailey Circus. He actually started it when during his retirement age. So you can check him out. You can check out the life of P.T. Barnum. And you can check out this movie too. It's a, it's a pretty good movie, especially for marketers. Now, now let's look on modern day. Modern day, some of the principles are still being used, but we're not necessarily being taught in school. Only the, the, the wise or the few who are aware of these old school marketers and have gotten wind of what they have been doing. And a lot of these old school marketers, they have established a lot of the name brand products that we have today. Because look, look put it this way, like Johnson & Johnson, like this been there for centuries. Like um, Nestle, Nestle group of companies, Nestle products, right? Um, let me think of another one. Um, Dove soap, the bar soap, yes. Sunkiss orange juice, right? Actually, Sunkiss, that brand, that brand actually developed orange juice because before then, there was no such thing as an orange juice. And what they did they did a marketing plan because apparently there was like a big harvest of oranges and then they didn't know what to do with the crop and then they hired um, a marketer and he was thinking 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 and then what he did he developed he developed um you know the old time orange juicer which we still have now but in the older days, or nowadays in some high-end shops, you will get the glass ones. Like my father still has the glass one, right? And you notice it was only for oranges, right? So what they did, they developed that and they were selling it for 10 cents. And what they did was to say, okay, you buy this for 10 cents, we give you a bag of orange. And that is how orange juice became a staple. I mean, that's just a short version of the entire story. But basically, that is how Sunkiss orange juice came about. And that's been going on for many, many, many decades. But then again, today, we have a lot of brands. We have a lot of companies. And a lot of them can't survive like one year. A lot can't survive past one year. And a lot of them cannot cannot survive past five years their brand eventually die out and they die out to these tested 
of the century brand. Why? You need to ask yourself, what is the difference between like uh, Johnson & Johnson and Nestle brand, a Sunkiss Orange and the new and the new products coming up, right? And then not knowing much, you probably would say, well, they have money and uh, the new ones don't have money. Fair enough, but look at it this way. All businesses start small. Every one of them. And the more things change, the more they remain the same. Because you're going to say, oh, well, back in those days, it was easy and blah, blah, blah. And that's actually not the case. Like all the ages are the same, right? There's different issues going on. But I'm sure when Sunkiss Orange Juice was going on and... um how they begin to sell like the Dove soap. There was a lot of things going on. There was oppression. There, the industrialization has just started. There was women fighting for their rights. There was segregation. There was a lot of mistrust in politics. There was a lot of, there was a lot of corruption. And people were very stressed out. Disease rates were high. We didn't have all the over-the-counter medications that we have today. So, like, people were dying from stuff that we could just buy over-the-counter drugs for right now and be okay with. People were just dying so easily of pneumonia. These the things that can be taken care of today. They were just dying. So, when somebody says, like, okay, things were easier. No. Look deeper. Dig down deeper. Things are actually easier today, right? Before, you weren't even sure, like, if you're going to have enough food to feed your family. Today, you can say you're not even sure, but that's not really true. The advantage you have, because the public service that we have, you can say, oh, it's bad, and you can have your arguments about the government doing this and doing that. But the level of care that you have today, people 100, 200 years ago, they never had it. They did not have it at all. Today, you can go anywhere in the world and you will never starve. You will, you will never starve as long as you understand a little bit of hygiene, right? You have some education as to how to plant and the average of us know how to plant crop right then the things that were against us like diseases and not sure what is edible and not educated of how public function works and the charities that are available and the assistance available for um for people who didn't couldn't afford much and also the availability of people who had too much like in America, you know, a lot of people saying, okay, they're on food stamp, which 200 years ago, you didn't have food stamp. Okay, so that's a privilege. And they can't afford much. But when you travel to the United States, like say, for example, I was in um, McDonald's. And I know like um, people, they will have their meal, they will eat it. Then they will go and complain that they didn't like the meal and then they didn't have to pay for it. And this is how it is nowadays. That could not have happened 200 years ago. 
So there's so much resources now. It's just the pain that you are not using your resources at your fingertip. People are so comfortable now. They don't have to, they're, they're getting lazy. But 200 years ago, it was a life and death situation. They didn't understand hygiene or basic health care. So let's not just put a blank statement on everything. We always need to dig deep, right? And not just follow the popular saying, oh, it was better. No, it was not better at all. Anyways, back to the point. So why are they surviving? If you notice Johnson & Johnson, for example, what are they doing? They've been here for years and years and years. And let's add that to like the Kardashian. I like to say Carly Jenner, Kylie Jenner. Because now in the 21st century, we're using a lot of um, social media, which we didn't have like, say, in the 90s. So um, what's happening? If you go on say the internet right and if you're like looking up products products and you st if you go into like um amazon and so forth some of the top products will be the name brand of the ages ago like johnson johnson and so forth but why is that I mean, you would think that, okay, everybody knows their brands and they don't need to be advertising, but they spend a lot of money on advertising. Does that make sense? They are known globally, but they spend a lot of money on advertisement. Kylie Jenner, she's known globally in most countries, but every day she's on social media. She doesn't need to be on social media, you would think. She's rich. She has her own company. She was in Forbes, all this. Why does she need to be in social media? Why, guys? It's because she's following the old model of marketing. You just need to publish. You need to show yourself. You need to be an attractive character. And the more you're an attractive character is the more people believe they know you, they like you, they trust you, they resonate with you. This is why if Kylie Jenner decide that she's going to wear nothing but say blue for the entire month and she's only going to wear like Asus brand, then chances are Asus will make a lot of money for that brand. Because a lot of people see her, they identify with her, and they like her, and they just want to be like her. So they will go ahead and they will try to buy the things that she buys just to look the way she does, just to feel the way that she looks. They want to feel this way. They want to look happy. They want to have the feeling of luxury. So it all goes back to the emotions. So if they see Kylie Jenner, the friendly character, the young, beautiful girl who seems like she have it all, and she's just wearing blue for the entire month of November, then they want to feel that way too, right? They have their 95, they're working hard, they're depressed. 
there's not much to be happy about. And when they come home and they go on their social media and they see Kylie Jenner, they want to feel that sense of freedom. So when they look at her, they're like, yes, okay, then I will wear this and I will feel as happy as she does. And this is the same reason why Johnson & Johnson is advertising. They have so much money. But they need to remind you that they exist. And they need to show the products in different ways, right? So that you can identify with the product. And so when you are familiar with it, you trust it. It's the same reason why there's a product called, there's a scouring pad. Everybody knows what a scouring pad is. But one of the main, the main famous scouring pad is what? Scotch Bright. You know that Scotch Bright is just a brand? But whenever people want a scouring pad, they tend to say Scotch Bright. Right? So this is the work of marketing. They present the product to you and they in terms of this product is like an um this product is uh just uh it's not human of course. So they like um they um pers- they use personifications, they use all these other things and then when you th- and you get to know this product. And when you decide that you want a scouring pad, like no one says I want a scouring pad. Everybody's going to say, I want Scotch Bright. Just wait, post it. Guys, post it is Jabran. That sticky paper there, it's just a brand. But when you see the product, the first thing you say is post it. Because it was marketed in the correct way. Okay, so this is what we need to remember, you know, marketing is very important and we need to go back to the old school of direct marketing. We can do that also for lead generation, you know, we just need to focus on human needs, right? So this is what I have for you today and I'm glad to share it for you and I hope you learned something today. And if you want to tell me what you think about my lesson so far, and if you have any questions, don't be afraid to send me a voicemail. I will tell you there is a book I want to recommend with you. I know I've been recommending like books like for the past three days, but guys, guys, you got to get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Guys, there's this book. I literally got it today. Okay? On Amazon, it was selling for $2 and a couple cents. Right? And then the hard copy was selling for around $12. And normally when you see a book for $2, you're like, eh can't be worth anything right and I'm like well one of my mentors recommended to me and he's a multimillionaire and the reason he got this way is because he was trained with the proper with the proper materials and then he said he was talking about this book And I'm like, you know what? If he thinks that book is good, if it's good for him, 
It's more than good for me. So I didn't want to pay like $12. So I'm like, all right. The name saying 101 fast, good, cheap hacks to write in a killer sales letter. The name, it kind of like, uh-huh, you know, because I already have my sales letter um, set up, you know, so I'm like, uh, I don't really need that. But I'm like, you know what, let me take a look at that book, because if he highly recommends it, you know, let me just take a look at that book. So I went on Amazon and then, you know, this guy was video reviewing the book. And then, you know, you have a peep of the book. And then uh, when I was checking it out, I haven't read the book yet. I skimmed like through four or five pages. And guys, <laughs> it's not what you think. There's something about sales letter, but it's not a book about boring sales letter and how you must write your sales letter and headline. No, it's about the lifeline of business. How to do it, what is needed, how to act now. I was just blown away and I just glanced it for a couple seconds. And that goes to show, you know, when you are in the presence of people who have been where you are and are at the top of their game in life and in the globally, and if they say something to you, like, do not take it lightly. Do not take it lightly because these people don't have any time for nonsense, you know, and they've been through a lot. They've, 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 they've trial and they've gone through all the trials and errors and they've been to all the mastermind classes and they've paid $50,000 for mastermind classes and they're around other gurus and other famous people. So when they actually mention a book as good, considering all the training and experience that they have in their life, even if they just slightly measure it, like in a casual way. Guys, they're not you. It means something. So I investigated it and I'm glad. And guys, you need to get it, okay? You need to get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. All right? Let me make sure... Um, of the author of this book. I bought the book, but first I wrote down the name. And, um, okay, let me go on my Kindle because I bought the Kindle version. I write on the name, like, um, I didn't get the author, but I just searched it the moment he said it, and I found it. Okay, here it is. Okay, it's taking a while to come up because I opened it on my computer, but I didn't open it on my phone. So, you know, it have to download on the phone first so it's by jack turk okay so guys get that book and it was nice to talk to you today and drop me a note okay and start publishing guys i love you and see you tomorrow ciao Gosh, I'm trying to turn this thing off and it can't turn off. You know? <laughs> Beginner's drama.
it's nice spending my thursday with you guys just check me on my instagram my facebook nicole james and you can also check me on linkedin nicole james and i appreciate you listening to my my podcast and i'm looking forward to hearing from all of you guys have a great evening ciao